0: This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Kat. The place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Hey lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Kat. Here's another solo episode with yours truly, musing about what's real and alive in my world of lessons around sex, love, and nutrition. So I did a workshop for an event that's called Dating and Meditating, where (laughs) Everyone gets together and meditates, followed by a guest expert who gets to talk on whatever they're talking about. But before you start rolling your eyes about some SoCal hippy-dippy stuff that we get into over here, and okay, you're right, but it was really cool as I'm sitting here sipping my celery juice through a glass straw, an eco-friendly mason jar, but what made this edgy was the fact that I was invited to speak on what it's like to go to a sex party. And if you're my mom or my dad, you may want to turn this episode off right about here. <laughs> but for the rest of you, just turn it up. Because it's one of those things where you've probably seen it in a movie or heard that there were secret clubs who like to get together by invite only and being each other's wives, kind of like Eyes Wide Shut. And you wouldn't be wrong per se, but it's not as glamorous as it sounds. There's a lot happening and it can be beautiful and it can also be highly activating for sure. So sit back, grab some organic popcorn and enjoy my musings on what it's like to go to a sex party. But before we get into that, I want to thank you all for tuning in and sharing with your brother's wife. I want to thank you for the comments and the questions that you send my way. And I want to thank you for subscribing, sharing the link on your Instagram, and just being your badass, sexy self, because I'm here to help you to eat, play, and sex better, which we've learned by now helps all the aspects of our lives, right? So let's get on to this. Let me preface this episode with, I've never been to a bad sex party. And I'm not saying that to gloat, but because I ask the questions about the event, I do my research, I tune into myself and my visceral reaction to the invitation, and I take care of myself. So I won't ever go somewhere that doesn't feel right to me. And I won't do anything that doesn't feel right to me. And I don't do something just for the kicks or just for the story of it. But I go to it because it's something that I'm interested in. And I don't do something just because everyone else is doing it. No. My best relationship is with myself and guaranteed, I have a blast with myself. I think I'm pretty fun with myself. <laughs> so I am definitely going to always be tuning as much as I can into my needs and make sure that I don't abandon myself for the sake of everybody else's good time. And I think that is a key piece to having a good time at a sex club or, or at a sex party or actually any party. <laughs> so I thought it'd be really cool to take you through my best tips on navigating a sex party to the best of your advantage, because if you haven't gone to one yet, this would be more than likely an edge for you, right? <laughs> and how do we move through an edge without abandoning ourselves or closing up entirely? Right. And if we have a partner already, how do we want to be able to hold a strong container when shit hits the fan and our nervous system activates on high and tells us abort abort abort, but we want to stay because we want to be there for our partner or or maybe we want to be there for ourselves or or maybe all of it and we just don't know what to do. Don't worry. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> and I think the very first key step in moving towards moving towards <laughs> How about accepting the invitation to a sex party is the preparation of it. So if you've been listening to my show, I encourage you constantly to self-inquire, you know, tune inward to yourself and really ask these questions, Uh, create the space for yourself. so You're in your own energy, but why do you want to do this? What do you want to get out of this? You know, when we can start asking ourselves these questions, we may come to the realization of, oh, I'm actually doing this because my partner wants to, or because it'll be make a really good story, or because I, you know, this is scares me. So I think I should lean into it and move past my fear, or whatever it is. It doesn't really matter what the answer is, as long as the answer is good for you. You know, does the answer that comes back to you? A is it authentic? <laughs> and B, Is it something that you like hearing back? Because if the answer that comes back is not really in alignment with you, then what the fuck are you doing? Another question I think is crucial to ask, what would make this fun and exciting for you? You know, we don't want to go in there with with the, if we go in there with the intention of I'm going to do this to face my fear and grow, then... We're not setting ourselves up for a very fun time, right? (laughs) So think about what sort of things you would need in place or what sort of things you would like to do that would make it fun. I think this goes along perfectly with what you're presently okay with regarding your boundaries. And I love using this delineation between edge and a boundary because it helps us to be more flexible and in our negotiations, whether with ourselves or with other people. So an edge is something that we can lean into. It may be uncomfortable because we haven't been there before, or maybe we've been there before and it and it uh, has been a little sticky, but we can lean into the edge knowing that we'll be okay, even if it's uncomfortable. We can grow in the edge. A boundary is a hard stop of this is how much I'm able to give or this is how far I'm able to go before I would be betraying myself. So definitely check the boundaries and the edges. And that may be great dialogue for you to use with your partner if you have a partner or even with anybody that you're playing with questions to consider, you know, what what are the gender of the people that you feel okay with engaging in? What activities are off the table for giving or receiving? Are you open playing with couples? Or are you looking to just play with singles? If you're partnered, what are what's off the table for the coupledom <laughs> with them or with you engaging in? And even when you have a partner, your needs are going to be different than theirs. So it's really important that we don't project our needs onto them or vice versa, but we really open into negotiation negotiation in a way that's a win-win situation. So, they may may need some more attention or affection than you do. So, to project onto them that they won't need that is not fair and is not choosing to see your partner. So, having this dialogue beforehand can help relieve some of that stickiness. And then highly encourage you to keep checking in with these questions. You know, not just before, but during and after, because we're dynamic people and we change our minds constantly. One moment, something feels really good. And then the next moment, it doesn't feel good. So asking ourselves, does this continue to feel good for me? That even gives our partner this permission for them to change their minds as well. We want to create a culture that is consensual and also builds off of agency. So agency being supporting you and your decisions. And when we can ask these questions, we create the opportunity for that. All right. So if you've received an invitation to a sex party, you gotta know what type of sex party this is. You gotta know what you're signing up for because you don't want to show up dressed up in an ape costume when really this is more of a BDSM sex party right? Probably (laughs) not a good idea. So asking questions about what's the theme of the sex party or is there a dress code? You know, is this super fancy elegant? Is this um, burning man style? Is this a kinky BDSM costume style? (laughs) And what are the rules of the party? Do they say in the invitation words like consent or safe sex practices you know, if you are unclear about what some of these rules are, call the person who's putting the, the party on. Ask them these questions. What are rules around watching? You know, typically these parties understand that there are elements of voyeurism. However, it's always best practice to ask Because you don't want to get caught in the situation where you're you're you pulled up the popcorn, you're hanging out, and you're watching these, these four or five people just getting after it. And it's really fucking gorgeous the way that they're just melding together like puzzle pieces on full of slippery (laughs) slipperiness. I don't know if puzzle pieces can be slippery. But if it's not consensual for them, then it may create a, a weird or creepy vibe. And nobody wants to be that person at the party who's a creep in the corner watching everybody fuck off. So ask, ask, ask the person, the host who's ha- hosting the party, if there are practices or, or if there's any rules around this. But even ask the people who you want to, uh, to want to watch. You know, ask them. Hey, can I watch you guys? And that can allow everybody to feel a lot more safer and empowered to be able to say yes or no. Just a thought. Another point to remember, bring your own supplies of condoms, lube toys, disposable tarp for anybody squirting. A good party will typically have supplies like this, but it never hurts to have your own. So maybe you even make a cute little bag with all the little things in it just so that you're like the ultimate sex party mom. Anybody needs anything, you got it. (laughs) And so, so, so important, before you go, take care of your hygiene. Be clean. You don't want to be the person at the sex party that nobody really wants to engage with. Well, they do want to engage with because you're super hot, but nobody really does because you smell. So let's just take care of that. Make that a regular practice, whether you're going to a sex party or not. And then ultimately, go have a buddy system. Go with somebody that you know and somebody that you trust. Somebody who you can make a side glance eyes across the room and they know exactly what you're thinking because you already told them beforehand what that means, obviously. But somebody who you can trust say shit's going down and you need an out, they are there for you and vice versa. Nothing is worse than going to a sexually charged party where you don't know anybody and you're stuck feeling out of place and not sure how to, how to initiate, not sure how to navigate, or feeling even pressured. And sometimes just having that extra person there can really make a difference. All right, so you've accepted the invitation and you've picked out your most epic glitter costume and you are ready to go at the party. Note, sex does not happen immediately. I know that's one of those things where we go to a sex party and we're like, oh my God, everybody's just going to be fucking everywhere. But that's usually not the case unless you show up really late and then you know all bets are off but usually there is a socializing going on first so if it's a sex party that is a private party and it's more of creating a closed container, a lot of times the host will create some sort of um, gathering to go over the rules, or if they're really good, they might create an icebreaker activity so that the people can get connected and in on the mindset of flirtiness and playfulness and ooh, sexiness, which I personally think is a really great idea because when you're going to a sex party, a lot of times it can be like, oh my God, there's all these people here and we all know why we're here. And yet it can be vulnerable. You know, you're looking somebody in the eye and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, he's so cute and I really want to play with him. Oh my God, he's looking at me. He's looking at me. I don't know what to do. What do I do? (gasps) What do we do? How do we start that conversation? And so when there are hosts that create that opportunity for us, then at least we get a high and at least we get a name and maybe a shared experience of something that's really silly, right? <laughs> because we can all be nervous. In fact, if this is your first time, acknowledging that you're nervous can be a powerful way to let people See you and see your process and show up for you if if you need that. You know, we don't know what to expect and we're still learning the ropes. So first, just try meeting people and getting into conversation. Let them know that it's your first time and, and people tend to be more open and talking to you about it from uh, and even show you the ropes. Sometimes they can share with you some of their past experiences. Oh, when when it was my first time... I was crowned king of fuck mountain or whatever it is that happened to them on their first time and let them, and maybe there's something that you can learn from their experience. You know, maybe there are some insights that they had or, uh, things that they wish that they had known the first time that they went to a sex party. So it can be a really great bonding opportunity. Now, a further note on nervousness, nervousness, is natural. And what we also know about nervousness is that it can impact our erections. So men, difficulty maintaining erections is common, especially for the first time attendees. So just keep that in mind. You know, if you can't keep it up, it's not that big of a deal, first of all, because it's probably happened to the majority of the other men there on their first times. (laughs) And it and there's so much more that you can do. You don't have to bang anybody. You can just make out or play with somebody and and it can be just as fun. So just keep that in mind. And for women, orgasms may be more difficult to experience if we become very self-conscious of other people in the room or watching. So ultimately, let's refrain from putting our putting pressure on ourselves to perform this is not for anybody else's enjoyment except for you and anybody that you share the experience with but you are responsible for your good time in what others whatever space and shape and response that your body chooses in that moment fully honor it and let it be and we can still seek to have such a great time. All right, so here's another news flash. Not everyone is going to fit your definition of hot or attractive. And don't expect this room to be full of people that we deem as tens, right? Just because we put the word sex in front of it doesn't mean that it's a plethora of, you know, the hottest GQ models. So tune into yourself and be with what you're okay with. But also remember that there are human hearts attached to these bodies, so always be kind if you are approached and you want to decline. We can say no thank you, or we can offer an alternative that would be okay with, like a sexy cuddle. I once had this woman... Approach me and I wasn't, just wasn't feeling her energetically, um, super sweet, super sweet woman. Um, and I just wasn't feeling that sexy vibe with her. And so I offered instead a sexy cuddle and she accepted it and we had the best time. I was just fully loving and being in pleasure i've also been in situations where i and just didn't really want to connect with anybody sexually so instead i fully worshiped other women's yonis yoni meaning pussy or vagina <laughs> but even just giving that space and just just full on like ah what a gorgeous creature you are. Oh my God. You know, and just like really honoring and I love the word worship, just fully worshiping and giving the best affirmations can be incredibly intoxicating for anyone receiving that. Ultimately, just be yourself and be approachable and be warm. You can be the hottest person in the room, but if you're not warm, If you're not inviting, people will feel intimidated and not want to approach you. So I've said this before and I'll say it again. Consent is so important in your good time and the good time of other people. In the kink community, consent is typically highly regarded. It's something that's really emphasized. And... I get that our society is still trying to learn the concept of consent and still trying to figure out, wrap its brain around what consent is. And I don't really understand that. Like, I think it's pretty clear. It's yes and it's no. (laughs) But so many of us can also have a difficult time saying no. So whether this is ourselves having trouble saying no to other people because maybe we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or we don't want to, you know, appear mean or rejecting. And yet the word no is really just taking care of ourselves. You know, somebody saying no to us is not a rejection. It's again, them tuning into what they need in the moment and recognizing that by them, if they say yes, then the experience won't actually be this optimal, pleasurable experience because they won't fully in it. It won't be a fuck yes. So just keep that in mind. And just because you're at a party doesn't mean that you're giving consent for everything or even anything at all. So when you're asking another person, if they want to do something, one thing that I love to do to help really encapsulate what it is that that is behind that word You know, asking them, what makes your yes a yes? And this helps to clarify for consent. Even practice asking questions like, can I join you? Can I touch you? Because I get, again, these things can get stuck in our throat. We want to do these things, but somehow between our brain and between our mouth, there's a disconnect and the message never flows through. So practicing these things and practicing for what we want and practicing saying no, even outside of the the sex party or even before, you know, like go down to Starbucks and order the most complicated drink that you can just to feel into... The visceral response of our body wanting to simplify things for everyone, even though it's not exactly what we want, because you deserve to create the exact mocha frappe latte with whipped cream that's dairy-free and organic that you desire. I don't even know if they do that at Starbucks. We should go ahead and ask and try it. check in all of this, all of this requires us to keep checking in still. Am I good? Do I need anything? Is this still enjoyable? Do I need to change something? What would make this more fun? How am I doing? Do I want to stop? And if you're going as a couple, have check-ins together. Are we good? Do we need anything? What are you feeling? What do you need? What can make this more enjoyable or more fun or more playful than for you? And start out slow. So if you've never played with other people, making eye contact can be a really powerful way to include your partner, whether you're playing with someone together or not. Again, we want to make sure that this is a win-win situation. And we want to make sure that we're, we may be pressing edges without breaking our boundaries times that I've been in these situations with former partners, we've talked about even in the moment, okay, I'm, I'm right now I'm noticing a flutter of jealousy or, or I'm noticing this, this, this buzzing of discomfort in my body. And I'm recognizing that this is my edge and it's not a boundary. So I'm not totally removing what you're doing. However, I just want you to be aware of my internal process that this is what's going on. And, and, even in the past, we've even said, you know, okay, it would make me feel better or more connected if you did this. And one of those pieces was I, you know, continued to hold eye gaze with him while I was making out with this person. So it was super, super erotic of like, I'm here still with you. My attention is with you and I'm fully enjoying the pleasure of this experience with this other person. So that may or may not work for you, but it's ultimately a you know great way to work together, to negotiate together what could be a win-win for us both to make this both as pleasurable as possible all right, so you went and you did all the things or you didn't do all the things. Yay, go you. We're so proud of you. When it's time to go home, whether it's something that you intrinsically feel, okay, I'm feeling complete here, or you had the best time ever and it's 4am and the hosts are finally kicking your ass out of the house, (laughs) we can need to consider What do we do next? What do we do after this? If you went as a couple or even with a friend, I highly suggest having some time to debrief. So maybe this is a talk that you have on your drive home, or maybe this is something that you stay up and drinking tea and talk about for a little bit before you go to bed. Talk about your experience and what came up for you. Being able to process and really feel seen in this experience can be a powerful learning, growth, opportunity, and experience for yourself. Because sometimes we go in there and all these things happen, but it's all in our own head. And then to have somebody witness us talking about this and processing through it and having them asking us questions, you know, how did that feel for you? Or what would you prefer to have done differently? Or what might be a different narrative that might be more beneficial for you? Can be really helpful instead of us just being in our own heads about it all. And then from here, you can decide, well, what worked and what didn't work? And what do we need to change or negotiate for future times? Or maybe we don't ever want to go back and do that again. Check mark. We did it. Okay. Don't have to go back. Great. We know. Now, if you're interested in checking out the scenes, you know, joining sex positive meetups or online forums, do your research. You know, sometimes maybe we're in the middle of Missouri wondering if there's one near us and there probably is a few towns over, but you didn't know about it because you haven't peeked around for communities. And I get it. It can be a little bit scary. We don't need, we don't know how to ask questions and we certainly can't ask our aunt's father's daughter about these things. Right. But luckily we have the internet. (laughs) And there are many people in the lifestyle. If you look, some key terms that you might look up are uh, swingers, or you might look up uh, polyamory, or you might look up. Uh, you might be able to find something on sex clubs, <laughs> or, or uh, sex parties. You may even find something in more more related to the kink community. Fetlife.com is one place that you can find. And Fet Life is like Facebook, but for the fetish and kinky community. So <laughs> you can go on there, make a profile, and really you don't even have to do anything, but there's listed all kinds of events or uh, workshops or meeting up events, social events, that kind of thing. Munches. Munches is kink term for social events where typically without the fetish clothes, but it's just a way that people can get to know each other in the lifestyle. Um, So looking up things like that can really help you to tap into the community. It doesn't have to be this, this ominous, like big, scary thing or, or private lifestyle that you can't be a part of. You very much can be, you just will have to do the work. So I talked about a lot in this episode and probably a lot of things that you haven't thought about yourself. Lucky you, you are now prepared (laughs) or at least prepared to start your search. I want you to have the best sex life of your dreams. And if this is the avenue that you choose to go down, then fully, I wish you happy humping. I mean, hunting, hunting happy hunting, my loves. (laughs) Thank you so much again for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, please head to eatplaysex.com, subscribe to the show, connect with me and grab my sexy guides. I even just released a new ebook about fantasies. Ah, of course. How perfect is that? And I know how difficult it can be to have conversations around our fantasies with our loved ones because we're afraid of what they'll perceive or what they'll want to do. And we can make it safe for both of us. So go to EatPlaySex.com and get that. My goal here is to help you to eat, play, and sex better so you can improve your sex life, which will improve every aspect of your life. Just watch just watch. It will. (laughs) I'll see you next time on Eat, Play, Sex. Thanks for tuning in, lovers. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You can find out more about our guests and topics from our show by checking out eatplaysex.com. Until next time, don't forget to nourish your sex life.